Hello everybody and welcome to this very quick discussion. I uh, didn't really have the chance to record a coffee talk this week, but that's okay because everybody is busy with the Splatoon 2 test fire and uh, we were too and we actually got to play it and then we, it's me and my good buddy Gojet Betker, Master Tenko or the other guy on my YouTube channel. And I got a mug of coffee here, so it is a coffee talk. I don't have any coffee here. Shoot. <laughs> oh well. Um, yeah, we're gonna have like a quick twenty-minute discussion what we thought of the Splatoon Two test fire. And um, the thing is with me, I naturally already played it quite a bunch at various preview events that I had for the Switch. So Ditto. I, yeah, you had one preview event. Um, I think the first question. What would come into my mind is, how do the skills of Splatoon 1 translate to Splatoon 2, in your opinion? The skills and such a pretty uh, fluid, to keep watery terms. But uh, really, I'm used to play Splatoon 1 on the gamepad. Right. So the Wii U gamepad, the old uh, tablet we all forgot to remember... It's so long ago the Wii U existed, and so doing the test fire and the preview events, I tried the different play styles. So the pro pad, the non uh, Joy-Con on in the duck holder, and the tablet mode, and it still feels pretty natural. But I miss the touchscreen controls of Splatoon One and Splatoon Two. I certainly do too, and I kind of hoped that when you were playing in handheld mode, you could simply select a player that you wanted to go to, but that's not really an option in Splatoon 2. Um, it's either played with the Joy-Cons, either in the grip or losing your hands or in attached to the tablet, or there's the Pro Controller, and that is about the options that you have. It's still a diverse selection, don't get me wrong, but it's... It's very different than what Splatoon 1 offered, which was built around the gamepad. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty annoying for everything map-wise, you have to press X. Yeah, I am totally not used to that. Um, like Other Nintendo games train me that jump is X, and now I all of a sudden have to remind myself that it is B this time. Which is... It's not that it's hard, it's just that you're too familiar with it in nature to it be it x and it, it, it only the first after the first half hour of the test fire got used to it but constantly i have to remind myself that it's still there mm -hmm. and what's also more annoying if you do the super jump you don't just press left uh, d-pad right d-pad button no, you have a kind of pointer, and the pointer must hit the player you want to jump to. That mm. was a bit annoying. I'm used to uh, A, touching on the screen, I want to jump to player 2, or pressing the left D-pad and I'm jumping to the character which is left D-pad. I think that's that option of choosing a directional D-pad is still there, but I think you have to press A2 at the same time. Hmm. Which is, either way, that's still really annoying. I think it's not as direct as I would like. I mean, having the map function available that way is not really a problem. I mean, I could easily switch it on and switch it off. But it's mostly the jump 
elements of it that makes me kind of annoyed by it. Um, and there needs to be like a smoother solution there, even though I'm not sure what that smoother solution should or must be. Especially uh, with the new uh, special attacks like uh, Airstrike. Airstrike is not, uh, wasn't in the preview game, but what is Splatoon without the annoying airstrikes in the last second? <laughs> um, well, the airstrikes were in, in the preview build of when you were on tour, but it's like all of the weapons that we saw during those preview periods are here, in, here and here as well. Um, so you have the, the Splat Roller, you have this, the Splatter Shot, you have the Splat Dualies, and you have the, the Sniper Rifle, remember the name of it. Um, but it's, for me personally, I am most intrigued by using either the Roller or the Splat Dualies. Um, every weapon in the game now has a special ability, and I think with those two, it's the most intriguing. Because with the Splat Roller, you can jump throw inked in a in a right line in front of you and it creates magic where you can ride along for the ride and immediately start where you want to go um with the split dualies you can easily dash from the left right forward and back and maneuver away from attacks and annoy opponents that way or make sure that your shots become more effective um which i really like Yep, um, I came to the conclusion the basic uh, splatter is still the average gun, easy to learn, easy to master. Sure. The dualies is more for quick players who kind of want to go quick for the kill, quick to uh, certain spots and the curling is amazing. Uh, the sniper got nerfed in a positive way with the uh, snipe saving. Right, which is which killed me a lot because I forgot to remember. Oh, his weapon is shining. He splattered me. <laughs> I I'm not totally I'm totally not good with the sniper, so I never tried it because I'm simply not good with that weapon. Um, with the splatter shot, I thought it was a bit too slow for my liking. I like a bit more of a faster weapon, or also an original Splatoon. So I think that's. That element of it made me, like, not really interested in trying anything else. Yep, and the roller is a good old roller, and again, it is a, a deadly weapon if you don't know what to do. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I um. The thing is, people say to me that the roller is nerfed. I don't really see it that way, um, because there you still have a lot of variables and options there. You know. Especially with the jump option now, you can have more diversity in how you move about across the field. At the same time, it's also still a very speedy weapon once you're rolling and going. So, I have never really had that option, to be really frank. Well, if I remember correct, uh, in the original Splatoon, after a while, the roller got nerfed to... Uh, not anymore a one-hit kill, but now again the roller is again a one-hit kill if you use it right. Yeah, I, I did notice that. I mean, the amount that you can do with it has lessened a little bit, but it's not really that significant. 
Um, then we go to like the two maps that were available. One we already knew that was the reef, and we discussed that the last time in detail. But there's also a new map, which um, is it's a gym. It's a gym, yeah. It's it had has a, some neat uh, Easter eggs and secrets, but uh, for Splatoon, more important is how the maps play, and I notice. The starting area coverage. I notice a lot of new players which forget to uh, cover the starting area with ink. Yes, for the final score. This they absolutely do, or they don't care. That's another option as well. I've met plenty of players who don't care about the starting area, or do it at the last thirty seconds of the match, for example, mm. when they just got killed. Um, with um with split with that specific map um and i sadly don't remember the name exactly from the top of my head but um you have a lot of freedom to move about there like there's a small but sophisticated starting area but everything else you can easily reach regardless if you are one the player of your team or the opponent because now, plenty of routes there, plenty of heights to jump off of. There's a lot of variables in heights and movement, which um, feels like a really nice map to have. And once again, it's symmetrical, so you have bo both all ends of both of the sides, which um, makes for some intelligent and interesting warfare on that map. Especially, especially due to all the wall protecting walls you have in the higher area, so... You can quickly hide behind a wall on this map. Yes, you definitely can. Um, at the same time, um, you can easily jump off, uh, jump on a specific rail and get very close to the opponent's base. And I, in the last couple of matches that I played, I certainly make use of that, you know, because I was using the, um, the Splat Dually, so I dashed forward and just shoot at them, and um, at the end of the day, I did defeat them. Um... One of them was clever enough to head back to like the starting area where they are protected, but some of them just simply jumped off, which um, made my job a whole lot easier. Mm -hmm. I mostly played the map with my uh, basic splatter and the, uh, let's call it, uh, missile battery, which was amazing on this map, especially against all those with the dual splatties, because the missiles... Are yes. a perf perfect FLAK weapon against the special weapon of the dualies. Yes, I think that the specials really make it too. Um, I think in particular, um, like the missiles are fantastic, but the the one that I do love the most is uh, well, two, the the slam down when you are using the roller, where you can um, easily like destroy everything. In your direct area, which is really handy and really helpful, um, and the one from the Splat Dualies, which allows you to hover in the air with a jetpack and shoot at everything that moves. Uh, the problem is there that um, when you get back from your starting position, if it's a place that the opponent can easily reach, um, they, it will leave you open once you head back, and like you can easily be splatted that way. So there's a lot of variables there that you have to keep in mind. 
Anyhow, the stingray from the sniper weapon was also pretty amazing in terms of uh, area which it can cover. Sure. But the downside of the stingray is the back is not protected. Yeah. If you can get behind the stingray, you can uh, defeat the sniper. But uh, if you're in the real field of the sniper... You're doomed if you don't have a cover. Absolutely. I think um, I saw some other people use it. And my instant worry was there that if you are once again at a place that can easily be reached and you move from there to from the back, then you have a huge problem on your hands. So I think that the specials that they introduced in Splatoon 2, like they feel a lot more vulnerable than compared to a lot of other specials that we saw in the original Splatoon. Uh, with the, maybe the exceptions of that rain cloud, but we don't know the extent of that just yet because we haven't seen it in actual gameplay. Um, but the ones we've seen and played um, certainly give the impression that um, a lot of the specials are more sophisticated and thought through. And also, all weapons are balanced, so you can not uh, have a single uh, weapon team anymore. They all have special uh, abilities which balance out the other special abilities of other weapons. So you don't just have to master your own weapon, but you also need to know how you can uh, abuse the weaknesses of others. Right. No, I absolutely agree with that. Um, as far as like control schemes, though, have you been mostly been using the Pro Controller or anything specific? Uh, in the preview event, I mostly used the Pro Controller. Right. During the test fire, I used the basic uh, two Joy-Con. Uh, in the grip or loose? In the grip. Hand? Okay. And also, I used the. Uh, Tablet mode. Tablet hand, mode hand, was hand, pretty... Handheld mode, yeah. yeah handheld mode. I'm still used to the Wii U terms. <laughs> yeah, sure. And I mostly played also on the Wii U in tablet mode. Right. Because it's the easiest way to play Splatoon. And I'm really looking forward to how LAN mode really works. Right. And... Especially now that <clears throat> Splatoon is more concentrating on esports, this will be fun this summer. Absolutely, yeah. I hope it comes out early this summer, but I have the feeling it it won't, and that's is sort of slightly disappointing. But we'll see about that, you know. Um, My guess is between E3 and Gamescom, right. so that uh, early adopters of Splatoon Two can. Qualify for finals at Gamescom, which is helped by Nintendo to get free tickets for Gamescom, like last year. That will work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with um, with, for myself at least, I used every single control scheme here at home. So initially, I played the first one an hour and a half with the Pro controller. Um, after that, I tried different options. I tried the the Joy Cons just loose in my hands which feels kind of weird like you have to move the gyro with the right 
Joy-Con and move the camera that way. And it feels kind of strange with how the buttons are positioned. Um, well, the left Joy-Con does all your basic movement and everything. Um, I got used to that eventually. Um, but it feels really weird at first. And it doesn't really feel that it's suited the best that way. But after a while, you feel it's totally playable. And I got some good kills out of there too. But um, I think the Joy-Con grip and the Pro Controller are definitely the ways to play. Um, second to that is definitely the handheld mode. Um, though I would put it more on the kickstand and play it in the tabletop mode more. Because I love using like a regular controller. But it's not like it's totally unusable. And especially with the intricate movement that you need to do. Once you're like in a civil chair or you can freely move about. You feel it's kind of okay. Out of curiosity, did you play it with gyro controls on or also with gyro controls off? Because um, yeah. I noticed with the old Splatoon that if you turn off the gyro controls, a lot of tasks got harder. I definitely feel that way too, and I kind of can't unlearn the most controls. So for me, it's, you know... I, I don't see it play to play it any other way. Maybe in handheld mode, if I really need to, and I need to stick at one place. But we'll see when we get there. At this point, I rather prefer using the motion control. True. Uh, what I also noticed, because one thing I hated with the old Splatoon uh, Splatfests, right. were the servers. But now... I never got a disconnect, I never got a lag, I never got a slowdown. Even when I streamed uh, my first hour with the Global Test Fire, there were no slowdowns, there were no lags, there were no disconnects, mm -hmm. there were no uh, ghost inklings. Right. I definitely had that problem too with the Wii U, where some of the online features would slow down significantly in a number of ways. Uh, when I was playing it on the Switch, I never had that issue. And tomorrow I will likely try to play it with just my uh, mobile Wi-Fi, which will be terrible. But uh, I will be at Dutch Comic Con tomorrow, so I'll likely want to try to see if that even works. Um, at the same time, though... Um, I would rather prefer like searching like a Wi-Fi connection for something like that. But it's it's good to know that at least if you're playing at home or somewhere in your home, that it just works flawlessly. And I look really forward to playing it like constantly that way. I also look forward to, to stable internet connections, Splatfest. Or since I said Nintendo is more and more investing into eSports for Splatoon... How the LAN eSport events here in Munich will play with Splatoon because as we all remember, Splatoon is now an official game of the European Sports League. Right. Uh, European eSports League. Mm -hmm. So that will be interesting for sure. Um, I think what Nintendo might do, and this is just a might, I don't really have any idea to be really honest with you. If they're doing like promotional material or stuff like where they work with organizers, I can easily see like them setting up docks where you can put your own switch into. Yep, with uh, to charge the stuff and also with an instruction which LAN you have to connect to. Yeah. So that you or better the spectators only have to watch the preview monitor which is 
always the ninth switch or maybe even Nintendo's uh, going a step beyond and making an app for PC and Mac or a browser-based app to control everything because that would be awesome in-house streaming. That would be really cool. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're gonna do that. I feel that they need to have something that that makes that whole process easier. At the same time, um, I really commend them for making this such a interesting idea where you can actually just take your console with you, just putting it in the dock and go. And I feel that it's something that they could utilize for tournaments easily. And I also want Aloli and uh, Mary shaped. Joy-Cons for the Splatoon launch. Yeah, I, I, I would prefer maybe a white Joy-Con where the buttons and the control stick are swapped. And maybe that's maybe that is something that's very personal and I do accept that. Um, but it would be handy to have for Splatoon 2. Because uh, the Master Memory is still based on the Wii U gamepad. Absolutely, and I think that having that option there, especially in something like the Joy-Con grip or having it attached to the tablet, would make the experience a whole lot better for that standard audience. Indeedy. Sadly, Splatoon will be one of the first games when the online premium mode of Nintendo Switch will start. Yeah, and that's when they will start the test period of that, which, um, you know, I'm not... Here's the thing, I'm not sure how much I trust Nintendo with an online service. And I know it's pretty pretty cheap, about 20 bucks per year, which is totally acceptable. At the same time, um, Nintendo has shown in various other online areas that they don't really know what they are doing. And I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, like we both said, like some other people had connection issues. We didn't. We had a really good time. And it worked on slower internet connections absolutely fine too. But I am still worried for when the full online experiences launches that it will get more complicated and more like weirder or odd. And Nintendo needs to convince us that um, that the online experience is worth paying for at the very end of it. Because it's still a standard fee that you need to pay yearly. Yep. And all comparing it to the uh, competition. But that's a discussion for another time. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. So, let us end with uh, the Easter egg of the lobby. Yes, the the waiting room. In the waiting room, you can um, move around the sticks, click the buttons or the D-pad, and then various sounds will out, will out, or you get a higher-pitched voice or a lower-pitched voice, or you can change the reverb or add distortion, and it's really fun. <laughs> yep, I noticed the vocals were on the letter buttons, the yeah. background were on the directional buttons, Right. And the stick, the left stick, scratched with the speed volume of the vocals and the right stick of the background voice. Yes, it did. Uh, though it did make it more... It was more of a, a, like, um, a distortion with the, with the background noise than anything else. But it was still cool to have. I still prefer a mini game, but it was cool to have while you were waiting in that waiting room. 
We'll see what will be in the final versions. I also hope for a good uh, single-player campaign because Splatoon 1 has had an awesome single-player campaign. Yeah, one of the best in Nintendo's recent history. And I have good fe- good hopes for that. But I have the feeling, too, that it will be, once again, a short one. Sadly. Maybe, maybe three to four hours, which that that's campaign could have been double the size and I would still have, would have enjoyed it. Like, easily. Um, so maybe they will do that, maybe not. I I lean on the no side and say they will stick to the original's length. But um, I think they have all the tools and possibilities to make that like a really hefty and long campaign if they really desire to. Hmm. We'll see. I would also be okay with DLC missions. That would be nice too. I agree with that. I would even pay for them because usually with Splatoon they would give out content for free. I would be willing to pay for more missions. Well, kind of the Amiibo missions uh, in the first Splatoon were paid DLCs. Yeah, I guess so. But at the same time, you were buying a $15 euro or pound figurine in comparison to maybe maybe a few dollars or a few bucks. Of plastic, yes. Yeah. Which still looks good on the shelf. Absolutely, and they confirmed that there will be Amiibo support for the new game, so we'll see what they will do likely at a later date. I want the new uh, Loli Amiibo. What do you want? Ah, Mary. You want the new Mary Ami- Marie Amiibo? Yep. Okay, fair enough. Um, Kelly the German and- name is still uh, named after a tasty mayonnaise replacement. <laughs> um, that's neat. Um, with Marie, uh, it's interesting to see where that story will go. We'll only saw her from the back end at one shot in that trailer, so we don't know really all that much. Um, so we'll see what happens in time. Um, I think that's about all we have to say for this moment in time. Um, we want to thank you all for listening. Um, we might likely might do another discussion when I played maybe some Fire Emblem Echoes at Dutch Comic Con tomorrow. Um, we'll see about that. Um, I will think about it for sure. Um, either way, thank you so much for listening. We'll wish you a very good morning, afternoon or evening whenever you're listening to this. And we'll see you all next time. Bye bye. See ya. See ya.